Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm joined by Jared Ellis from Locked On Carolina Hurricanes. He's going to rock this like a hurricane on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this is brought to you by rockauto.com. Si, senor. Welcome. Okay, I'm not going to do Spanish today, but welcome everyone. We're going to talk about the games that were, in particular, Carolina. They're looking pretty good against Hank and the Rangers. And we'll talk some other odds and ends for other games and also have a little bit of music fun later. But first, I'm joined by Jared Ellis from Locked on Canes. All right, Ukaniac, how you doing? I'm doing pretty darn good today. We it, got another win. Yeah, one win away from dispatching of the New York Rangers. Hank is not looking that good, is he? I think Hank has looked fine. I think it's been the team in front of him that has looked kind of shitty. <laughs> you think? I mean, what what is your whole takeaway? First, let's talk about the one big thing out of Game 2. That hat trick, though. <laughs> Hold on. Let me. Uh, I'm wearing my sweatshirt right now. But uh, also, I got to quote our alternate captain, uh, Jordan Martinuk, on this one. I'll right. sit back. <clears throat> Mr. Sveshnikov! <laughs> I don't know if y'all have seen that video. My cat just looked at me like I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was um, absolutely amazing. Um, I don't really think anyone expected us a uh, hat trick today um, in any of the games. Um, but I'm not complaining. And also, one thing that was important to note in this one, not only was it um, the f- first uh, postseason hat trick in Hurricanes slash Whalers uh, postseason history, it was also Andrei Svechnikov's uh, first career or first NHL hat trick ever. And yeah. he did it in the playoffs. He's only 20 against, years old. Yeah, and against Henrik Lundqvist, you know, one of the greatest goalies ever, not some scrub or anything like that. He did it against <laughs> one of the goats. I mean, it's a shame that Henrik Lundqvist hasn't won a Stanley Cup. Although he came somewhat, well, not really close against the LA Kings because they were dispatched in five games. Mm-hmm. But that notwithstanding, I thought the defense behind Lundqvist just was not good at all today or yeah, really, really not the, today. the first couple of games. Uh, talk to me more about the 20 year old Shmeknikov. Um, especially Kov, um, you listen to interviews with all the hurricanes, coaches and staffs. They immediately knew this kid was special. Um, when he comes in, you watch him on the ice and how he plays, he plays unreal hockey. Um, I know everyone made the jokes last year, you know, how OV knocked him out in the fight, whatever. Um, you knocked out a 19-year-old kid. Good job, Mark. Good job there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this year he's just turned it up another level. There was no sophomore slump. He had the two at first, the first two NHL uh, lacrosse-style goals ever. Um, he had those earlier on in the season, then, this postseason, he's just turning it way up. Um, it was three shots on goal today um, and three goals, and then, which is great, plus uh, six hits as well because um, he loves to play a really physical game. And then 
it just in talking with the kid, you know, he's an extremely genuine and extremely nice guy too, which is always great to see. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely true. I still can't believe that. I mean, I understand Buffalo taking Rasmus Dolan with that pick, but to pass up on to pass up Andre like that, you kind of think they'd be second guessing themselves just a little bit after seeing this amazing performance. I think he was the best player in that draft, and he's showing it right now. Yeah, he really is. Um, and the Hurricanes traded up to get him as well. Um, it's almost like uh, the football, uh, the Bears uh, drafting Mitch Trubisky over uh, Patrick Mahomes. And um, <laughs> Look how well that's turned out. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just And one of them one of is an things. NFL champion. Yep, uh, highest paid professional athlete ever. Yeah, no kidding. Bringing in that money, baby. I'd kill for that contract. I think we'd all kill for that contract right now. Yeah, I know. Um, but yes, but she just is playing on another level right now. Um, and, you know, not only him, you also have the other Hurricanes as well. Um, we were talking about in the group chat, you know, for all the NHL hosts yesterday, um, or not yesterday, um, Saturday. Saturday, excuse me, um, with the first game, Hurricanes uh, scoring <laughs> in the first 61 seconds with Jacob Slaving. That uh, wasn't the thing I was laughing about on that first game. I'll let oh, you continue, then I'll tell you what I was laughing about. Um, but yeah, Jacob Slavin scored 61 seconds in, getting his first career uh, postseason goal, um, the first NHL uh, goal in August, and then... Obviously, you know, putting the Canes up one nothing really starting to get things going yesterday on Saturday, and then you had Dad Justin Williams dropping the gloves yep. at fucking noon. That's what I was laughing about. That was great. Really, Justin Williams uh, dropped not only dropping gloves but winning the fight. Yeah, he won that fight clean. Oh yeah, with a yes, couple of great punches. Great. <laughs> and that was his first fight since January 2018, I believe, is what I saw yeah. when he was still with the Capitals. Yep, and then the last fight before that was when he was a Los Angeles king. Yeah, that was great. But so he doesn't fight too often. The tone early. Yeah, as I no, joked, he does not. As and I joked with Sarah Avampado, I said, "Yeah, that his game seven mode was in game one because there is no game seven in this series." Yeah, no. Um, you know, if he's if this is going to be his last postseason, he's going out swinging. Uh literally and figuratively. Literally, uh, he. He wants to win. He knows what it takes to win. He's won three Stanley Cups before. You think it's a sweep? Um, I obviously want it to be, but I wouldn't count the Rangers out because they are a damn good team. Really? I mean, yeah. I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be mean here, but I would. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, we did get the sweep in the series. Um, it really wouldn't. Um, just with the way the Rangers have been playing, the way we've came out and done it. But again, you look on the flip side, the Rangers got probably who's probably going to win the MVP this year in Panarin, or at least, <laughs> you know, in my opinion, he should. Um, really? You have Panarin with this? As well. uh, yeah, I think it'd be Panarin or McKinnon. That's what um, I have. I have McKinnon winning. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, all three guys, you can't go wrong with him, but personally, I, I may go Panarin because he he really put the Rangers on his back and really carried him. You know, I I there. talked about this last week on my podcast. I I had my predictions for the awards. I don't know if you've had yours yet, as far as awards go. Mm-hmm. 
I've done a couple. I haven't went through all of them because I don't know the nominees for all of them. But well, as far I mean, as MVP, I definitely think Panarin. Yeah, out of Dreisaitl, McKinnon, Panarin. I like Panarin a lot. But I have to go... Dreisaitl or McKinnon has been great. It's tough to choose between all three of those guys. I went McKinnon, but it was very tough. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, all three if deserving. Yeah, they're excellent players. Uh, the Norris is easy for me. It's John Carlson by a, a mile. Yeah, I agree there. It, the only other competition he had was Roman Yossi. And he did not look good against no. the Coyotes. In no, fact, he, he did not. looked terrible. Uh, you know what's not terrible, Jared? What's up? The car part selection you can find at rockauto.com. Oh, absolutely not. Um, I... Legit, you know, they may be a sponsor of the shows uh, of the network, but I was legitimately looking on that site because I have my project truck sitting outside and who that needs new parts. And I am actually on there looking at parts and they have um, an amazing, amazing selection of just about everything I'll need um, at really, really good prices. You know, that's not going to cost me a kidney to get the stuff replaced. Yeah, um, uh, family-owned and operated for 20 years. What yep. project do you have going on? What exact truck? Um, yeah, um, it was my dad's old 2000 Dodge Dakota. Um, he t- It's not running right now. Um, he said, you know, if I can get it running, it's mine. Um, nice. And, you know, we'll go down and you know, get the deed changed, everything, if I can get it running again. And I'm going through looking at parts. Um, you know, I got friends, you know, like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you uh, put this in. I'll you know, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm actually looking at this site and looking at parts that I'm going to need. Um, because you know, times are tough, you know, you need to save all the money you can and they're an absolutely great way to do it. Um, and I am actually using that site right now. I'm more of a classic cars kind of guy. Personally, I like the old Chevys. Uh, The old Impalas are one of my favorite classic cars Although mm-hmm. part of me would still want an old 1940s Packard car. That's a car that I've always liked. And they have parts for that as well. Um, yeah, literally anything. Anything. Even dating back to the 1930s. That's how far back it goes because I, I love the classic cars. That would be a project I would want to do in the future, by the way, is mm-hmm. one of those old 40s or 50s cars. And rockauto.com, they have the selection for it. So if you're looking for all the parts your car will ever need, go to rockauto.com. And in the how did you hear about us box, type in locked on or locked on ducks or locked on hurricanes and tell them we sent you. So once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need, rock auto. Yes, no, I'm I, not did, sing. I did this. <laughs> I did this song. Are y'all happy? <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm, I'm not singing. Um, uh, yeah, we're gonna come back and talk about the Yotes after the first intermission. So, guess what? Stay locked in, folks. Welcome back to the best podcast your car radio will ever need, Locked On Ducks and Locked On Hurricanes. And I'm joined once again by Jared Ellis from Locked On Canes. Jared is How do you do? I'm doing good. You got to be the happiest guy alive right now. Your team is up 2-0. 
I am very happy, and I am also wearing my Andre Svechnikov shirt right now because, like we said earlier, he got a hat trick today. His yeah. first career hat trick in the NHL and the first postseason hat trick for the Hurricanes franchise, even dating back to when they were in Hartford. You know um, who I saw was really happy? Hamilton the Pig. Oh, yeah, his uh, his cellies. Yeah. Yes, we love our, we love our rally pig. He's a good boy. Aw. Yeah, we we just have all the stuff based on an old movie. But that's fine how it is. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. I mean, I, I like the Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> I'm glad that the first one is finally out on Disney Plus as of this month. Yeah, I did see it. It's finally there. I'm rewatching uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars TV show for the countless time. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was I was watching a lot of Disney Plus up until hockey came back. Now that hockey's back, it's all day, all the time for the next few yeah. years. It's yeah, like- if I'm able to watch the game, I'm pretty much watching the game. I had the uh, Calgary-Winnipeg game on earlier. Um, last I looked, it was 2-2 uh, in the second. You know, I want to talk about that briefly because there was the incident that happened on game one of that series, and that was between Matt Kachuk the um, much maligned Matt Kachuk and Mark Shifley. So Shifley was going hard into the boards, tried to avoid getting a hit, played the puck. Matt Kachuk came in, tried to play the puck. Skate came up and got Shifley, who was out for at least game two, likely game three, possibly the series. And then you have Patrick Laine, who's also hurt. So the Jets are pretty shorthanded. But what did you make of that hit? Yeah, it was tough to watch, that's for sure, because um, it could have ended really, really bad, um, that's for sure. Um, I don't know if it was an intentional hit, um, because the guys were skating really fast and heading into the boards, um, but it's it's tough to watch, that's for sure, because um, yeah. you know that, that hurt like a bitch. Uh, you know who had some harsh words about that? Yeah, they're... The Winnipeg head coach. Yep, Paul Maurice. I, I saw Paul, that. Paul Maurice had some very choice words to say in the direction of Matthew, Matthew Kachuk, pretty much saying not just once, but twice, reaffirming his stance that, yeah, he did it on purpose. He's He has a reputation. Matt Kachuk yeah, he does. can be a dirty player. He likes to instigate. Uh, he's instigated against the SoCal teams, especially the LA Kings, where he pissed mm. off Drew Doughty. <laughs> yeah um yeah it, it's difficult uh to unpack that's for sure because he definitely has that history of being a dirty player mm-hmm. um but also you look at the situation they were going into the boards really fast um so it's one of those things it's not like it was in open ice um but you know we weren't there we're not him we don't know what he did you know, or what was going through his mind but, um, I, don't, but I don't think it was a filthy dirty kick no, I don't either. Um, watching the replay a few times, it looks like you know he was, you know, kind of trying to slow down a little bit, and it just happened. Um, but only he knows what he did. Yeah, and only uh, he knows if it was an accident. And Matthew Kachuk hasn't come out and publicly apologized or anything. So he is not. He just said it was an accident. He said it was an accident. I would have liked if he said it was an accident and I apologize, but he just said it was mm-hmm. an accident. Yeah, he so, hasn't apologized or anything, which um, which isn't a good look. It's really not. That's kind of his mo, to be honest. Oh yeah, you're not wrong. 
he's definitely a bit of a jerk. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think I think that's why Paul Maurice calls him disgusting. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just because of his history. Yep. All right. So there's another team that I've been partially covering recently and a team that you like watching a lot. I enjoyed watching the Coyotes versus the Nashville Predators, and I still can't believe the Yotes pulled out that game. Uh, what was your immediate yeah. takeaway on that series or game one of those? It was series? definitely, it, I would definitely say it was a roller coaster of emotions uh, watching that game um, because the Coyotes, you know, their top guys, they really came out and were producing early on, which is what they needed, especially in that series um, because the Coyotes early on in the season, they were one of the top teams in the West. And then the Taylor Hall trade happened, they fell off um, when we were really slipping, looking like kind of the Coyotes of old. You know, kind of deal um, but then they came out you know to uh, Edmonton for the bubble and then they had the game against Vegas where they looked like mid-season coyotes you know just not all that great um, and then the other day against Nashville they jump out to, I believe what was it three, three nothing. yeah three nothing lead um, I'm like holy shit I did not expect this from them. and because when they're on they're on they're like the hurricanes when they're going they're going well, yeah, when they got um, that second and third goal, my first words out of my mouth were, damn, really? <laughs> like, I Yeah, I know. I was just like, holy shit. Um, and then I will say in Nashville, they did not play good in the first half of the game. That is, oh, I think no. we all agree on that. No. Um, and Nashville definitely played better in the second half, uh, which is evident yeah, by the score. Which um, leads me to believe really that this will be a five-game series. I agree. I definitely see Nashville picking up a few games in this um, because Nashville, again, is a good team. Um, And yeah, I didn't uh, like sorrow starting, by the way. No, I didn't either. Did not agree Um, with that. Yeah, especially when they went down three nothing. I looked at my girlfriend like, huh, almost like they should have started Pecorine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You think? Yeah. (laughs) Um, my, My biggest takeaway from that game was not just that Pecorino should have started, but UC Saros looked bad on a couple of those goals. He looked mm-hmm. really bad on one goal in particular. I don't know if you're thinking of the same goal I am, that shorty. Mm-hmm. The, that one was rough. Uh, a little bit of rough, a lot of rough to some people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a little was an understatement there. But I'm not um, going to yeah. pin that all on the goalie. No. No. No, I wouldn't put it all on the goalie because, I mean, the defense and everyone out on the ice in front of them, let them get that close to the goal. Okay, so Nashville had the power play at the time, mm-hmm. did nothing about it, tried to cross ice pass, and there was Michael Grabner just waiting right there between the two D-men, mm-hmm. and he swooped yep. in there, and his strides are amazing to watch in person uh, because I'm in the West Coast, I see Arizona a lot, and watching mm-hmm. him just stride like that was a thing of beauty. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the uh, Justin Falk goal in uh, the second round of playoffs last year against New York. I remember Where he that. came out of the penalty box um, and immediately scored. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of re- reminded me of that. And it was just one of those things. Just, you know, things happen out in the ice. Um, but, you know, you got to keep an eye on everyone out there. Yeah. You can't let someone get the best of you like that. Yeah, Michael Grabner had a rocket out of his ass. That's what he looked yeah, like. He did. He did. And it was um, a filthy goal. Sure. But Arizona is used to this. He led the league in shorthanded goals last season with six. Mm-hmm. And now he has a playoff tally. 
And by the way, one of those shorties last season was also against Nashville. Hmm. It's like they've seen this before and didn't learn from that. Yeah. I was going to say they saw he was in the lineup and they knew they should have known, like, hey, this guy, you know, he may have been in and out of the lineup a little bit this year, um, but he has this history. You know, maybe we need to scout him a little bit better and you know, plan better for this. We had how long to plan for this series? Three and a half weeks. And you kind of failed there on that, which is just not a good look there for Nashville. Yeah. Just I mean, real. You saw, you saw him in your conference. Taylor a bunch before when he was with the Islanders mm-hmm. and even with the Rangers for a couple of years. So what do you remember about some of those matchups against him back? At- uh, that's going back a while. you <laughs> <laughs> um, really having to dig in, uh, get the uh, old brain cells working on that one. Cause I don't remember a whole lot about him um, from back in the day, um, but he's always been a guy. You can't, you can't sleep on him. Um, that's for sure. Um, cause you look at that play, um, the other day, yeah, he can just come out of nowhere, score on you. So yep. you can never count anyone out if they're on the ice cause anyone can score at any given moment. Uh, one final thing regarding the Yotes. What did you think of Darcy Kemper's playoff debut? I thought he looked pretty darn good. <laughs> um, he really, uh, kept the, uh, Yotes in that game, uh, especially in the second half, because um, he definitely made some really good saves there. Because um, Nashville really came out in that second half and they were ready to play. They weren't going down without a fight. Yeah, um, yeah he obviously let in some pucks, you know, obviously, um, but he he really played on another level. Um, really kept the Coyotes in that game because it could have ended up a lot worse. I think that's the biggest takeaway from Arizona this season is. They had a good start once Kemper got injured in the middle of the mm-hmm. season. That's where things kind of fell apart because I know you mentioned earlier the Taylor Hall trade is when things fell apart. That's just coincidental. I think Taylor Hall's done a pretty decent job with Arizona this season, keeping them afloat as they've been. And Darcy Kemper has been the difference. But then again, I'm a pretty big Darcy Kemper fan myself. Yeah. He is an Ontario Reign legend. So I'm going way back here. Uh, Darcy yeah. Kemper played right down the street from my house. Uh, he was a member of the Ontario Reign back in mm-hmm. the ECHL days, and he helped lead them to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know who else was on that team? Who else was on that team? Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> it, tell tell us about him a little bit. Uh, Michael Hutchinson had a couple of shutouts his first couple of games with the Ontario Reign, and then you had this tandem of Hutchinson and Kemper for a couple months there. And -hmm. Ontario just went on this wicked streak where it seemed like they couldn't lose at all. Right. So those were just fun memories to take away back then. And even then, you could tell he was a special kind of player. And Mm -hmm. to see Kemper blossoming with Arizona right now, that's just fantastic news. Great to see. Oh, yeah, you'd love to see someone that you've watched for years and years to finally get success. Um, That's just something you really love to see. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, we're obviously talking about the Coyotes you know, series. Um, we talked about the Hurricane series. Um, have there been any, any other uh, gains that you've seen that have really kind of taken you by surprise? Uh, we obviously mentioned the Flames and Jets a little bit ago as well. I'll, I'll mention one more series, and then we'll go on to our little music thing that we talked about. That ending of the Avalanche game against the Blues, 
That was batshit crazy. I did not see that because I was at work, you know, working overnight. So yeah. I will let you take the reins on talking about that one. Nazim Kadri got a rebound. Uh, there was a shot that hit off the post. Kadri got the rebound and shot the puck in with one tenth of a second left. And it was very instantaneous bang, bang play. The ref on the ice called it a good goal. So when they went to replay, it was exactly a one frame difference between the puck hitting the line at one-tenth and the puck crossing the line at triple zeros. It was mm-hmm. that close. So That's wild. I've seen like the replays and whatnot on like uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and all that, but I did. I wasn't able to watch it live happening because, like I said, I was at work. And then I get off work and I'm seeing all these replays. I'm like, holy shit. Those were the words out of my mouth, by the way, as soon as it happened. (laughs) I I missed a fucking game last night. It's kind of mad. I kind of want to go back and watch it, even though I know what's going to happen. Just go back and watch the last few seconds. Just watch the last few seconds. I know my family out in Colorado um, and then obviously, you know, stationed in Virginia as well because of military. Um, I know they had to be loving that. Once again, big thank you to Jared Ellis from Locked on Hurricanes for joining on. And we will have part two of that interview tomorrow where we talk about some hockey music. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Once again, that will be tomorrow, Wednesday's podcast. Uh, Some other scores from Monday that we did not go over. I'll run through those quickly. Uh, The Jets beat the Flames 3-2, tying that series 1-1. And in round robin action... The Tampa Bay Lightning won in a shootout over the Capitals 3-2. And the Vegas Golden Knights scored four goals in the third period to beat the Dallas Stars 5-3. And one of those goals from Dallas coming from former Duck Corey Perry on the power play. But Vegas looking very good on that comeback. Uh, Leonard, Robin Leonard, he got the win on that one. As far as other qualifying games, Pittsburgh tied up their best-of-five series beating Montreal 3-1, and this one was a big one. The Edmonton Oilers defeated the Blackhawks 6-3. Not only that, Connor McDavid scored his first career playoff hat trick, and there was actually some workers throwing hats onto the ice in Edmonton. Yeah, I think what's going on there is they may have saw what happened with the Svetch hat trick earlier in the day that Jared and I talked about. So once they saw that hat trick, and I said, they should have someone throw some hats on the ice. Well, they clearly listened to us because we actually did have some hats on the ice in Edmonton. Although Connor McDavid was quoted after the game saying, I didn't care for it. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, to him, it's a distraction. Just move on, play the game. No need for the hats. Well, that's kind of a poo-poo party right there. Look, Connor, you got a hat trick. It should at least be a little bit celebrated. Give the fans some joy, okay? Otherwise, you're going to have fans not throw their hats on the ice when you actually get a hat trick with fans back. So I don't know if I like that quote too much from Connor, but regardless, congrats on his first playoff hat trick. And it was a good one. He looked really good on that game. So that series is tied 1-1. to As far as action on Tuesday, uh, we got a couple of... Actually, we got one game that went final and that was early on. The Islanders defeated the Florida Panthers 4-2 in that best-of-five series. So the Islanders have a chance to sweep the Florida Panthers. That could be a pretty fun game to watch. That could end up being a sweep. 
Uh, Nashville beating the Coyotes. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Uh, Maple Leafs playing the Blue Jackets. Flames and Jets are going to be in the middle of the day. Hurricanes could sweep the Rangers later. And that is going to be on NBCSN. And the nightcap, Minnesota versus Vancouver. Wednesday is going to be a slew of action. There are, in fact, six games taking place on Wednesday. And I'll go through those tomorrow morning. But in the meantime, uh, once again, thanking Jared for that and thanking all of you for listening. And if you want to hear this podcast, be sure to rate, comment, subscribe to this podcast if you have not already. That way you do not miss an episode. And be sure to tell your smart device to play Locked on NHL, which you should also hear. They do a fantastic job over there. And if you want to hit me up, email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter. I'm at StimpyJD. The show is at LO underscore Ducks. So once again, thank you. And we will be back tomorrow with the second part of that interview with Jared Ellis from Locked on Canes. In the meantime, this is Jason J.D. Hernandez from Locked on Anaheim Ducks saying have a great rest of the day. Enjoy watching hockey, folks, all day and all night. And Ducks fly together.